Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Taj podcast. As you guys all know, I'm taking major strides this year in the self-care department, and a lot of that self-care has to do with moving my body and, most importantly, strengthening my mind. Today, I have someone who will help us overhaul our lifestyles and ignite purpose again. Today's guest is truly extraordinary. After learning to process trapped emotions, break through limit beliefs, and move through patterns, all while creating a balanced lifestyle, I know, crazy. She combines nutrition, restorative yoga, and the practice of breath work to bring healing and optimal health. And not only does she help people achieve all of these things, but she's also a mom, wife, and podcast host of the new podcast, Legends and Lifestyles. Please welcome Candice Ferroth. Hi, Candice. Oh, thank you. That was so kind. I love that. Of course. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah, I'm great. It's Friday, which is... It doesn't really matter in the world we're living in, but I don't know. I'm excited about it for some reason. (laughs) Friday's a Friday, whatever way you put it. It doesn't matter. Yes. How are you? I'm I'm good. Thank you. It's again over here still Friday. It's just a it's a gray Friday here in Vancouver. It's not that nice out today. Oh, you know, I miss it. You know, I, I miss know. Vancouver. I miss that rain. Oh, the God, rain. Girl. As much as I complain about it, it's actually not terrible. But there are some days where it's just like, oh, it's raining again. You know, you're but in the grind. Like, you're in February. I feel like that's the absolute like that's the end of your ability to kind of cope. Yes. And it we actually had some beautiful days this week, but it was cold. Cause I think we're like on the cusp of getting snow because they gave us one of those weeks where it's like, Oh my God, it's going to snow all week. And then it didn't snow once. So it's right. like, sometimes meteorologists aren't that, you know, on it. It's one of the most hilarious jobs for sure. But tell us <laughs> where you are. So I live in Los Angeles. We live in Beverly Hills and I am originally from Vancouver, which is why I miss it so much. Um, we've been here for, going on six years now. And in the beginning, it was cool. It was fine. Um, I just kind of missed home a little bit. But Mm -hmm. ever since I had my daughter, she's three now. I miss Canada so much. So I love LA, but I just love Vancouver. Oh, I know. And as much as that sunshine is so beautiful all the time, I feel like I would miss like all the seasons. You know what I mean? Like having that distinct difference between spring, winter, fall, you know, like I love when it, when the leaves fall. I am telling Tash, I'm telling you, it is so weird. The first year I was here, I did not see a cloud and I, I, I got anxiety. It was freaking me the hell out. I was like, where am I? I didn't even know this was a remote possibility that right. this could be how life is. It's interesting. I agree with you. I love the four seasons. I'm big on fresh starts. I'm big on change. I'm big on kind of cycles. Yeah. So for me, it's a little interesting because the weather is so consistent here that you mm-hmm. don't even really notice it. Like there's maybe a month where you're a little chilly, like, like yeah. this month is kind of cold, like chilly, chilly. But in like, in reality, it's not like people would smack me like yeah. from like Toronto or whatever, Eastern Canada, they'd be like, okay, please stop. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. you get used to it. And so there's a little chill. But- That's so funny. I, my godmother used to live in LA and she'd be like, when we would go there, we used to like meet her in Palm Springs. So we would fly in there and she would meet us there. And my mom is cold all year round. It doesn't matter how hot it is in Vancouver. Like we usually get a good couple of weeks of like 30, 35 degree weather. She's in a sweater always. And in Palm <laughs> Springs, especially in August, like we were there end of August. It was like, I swear it was 52 degrees. Like I still have the tan line. Roasting. That's how hot it was. It was disgusting. <laughs> I love heat like that because I, you know, I'll wear the tube top and get the tan line and whatever. But my mom was in a sweater. In That's a so sweater. Funny. And it was like, I couldn't even move my arms without sweating. And this woman is in a full, like Aritzia cardigan. I'm like, mom. Well, I love the good old Aritzia cardigan, but dang, that's crazy. Shout out to them. Yeah. (laughs) Lasts all, it lasts forever. Yeah. Too funny. Well, let's get right into it. I want to have you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and about your journey, your story, just for those who may not know who you are. Sure. Okay. Um, well, 
it's a crazy story and it's pretty complicated, but I do want to kind of breeze past it for this interview. Um, sure. I've been talking about it a lot lately. <laughs> um, you can go to my site and you can get all the, you know, crazy details. But um, basically, I was on a self-destructive path for many years. I I grew up without a lot of uh, role models, you could say, and a lot of, I just feel like I uh, wasn't really set up to cope with being an adult. Mm -hmm. And so as I got older, I fell into a lot of really awful patterns like eating disorders and addiction and dating really not good relationships. And I kind of just reached a breaking point. I I always wanted to be a mother because I have a kind of strained relationship with my own mother. So that's always been like, even since I was a little girl, kind of like, I just knew that I had to do that to heal. I'm really into ancestral healing, the patterns from our ancestors. So eventually after a lot of rock bottoms, I decided I wanted to heal. I had to heal. I just had to break through this because I feel like when you're the kind of person who grows up in an environment like that, your whole mission is to not be like that. Absolutely. And then when you end up like that and you, when you kind of realize it, when you come to, and you're like, wow, this is exactly what I didn't want Mm -hmm. really hits you like a ton of bricks. So I had a lot of work to do. Like I said, I never had, I didn't have one woman role model in my whole life that I can remember back, like not a teacher, nothing, like nobody. So I just dove deep into healing. And when I turned 30, I got completely sober. 30 was like my epiphany year. I got sober, like literally like everything, like Mm -hmm. marijuana, Adderall, everything like alcohol, 100%. I was like, this is, I'm going all in. And that was the year I became, I went to nutrition school. I went to life coaching school. I started, I was in LA at that point. So I was going into all the woo woo stuff. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. I was really set up to succeed by being in Los Angeles, which was, which was cool because I always tell people that getting sober is really the easy part. Honestly, it really is. Cause once you're sober, then you have to deal with all the stuff that you just were trying to numb. Right. So the energy work and the stuff I do now, like breath work and Reiki and the yin yoga, that's really kind of, that's been the real healing for me. Like nutrition is, it's a great start. Like obviously like I, that's such a part of my philosophy is nutrition and sleep and exercise and movement and all that but I love going deep. Yeah. And yeah. I even love like the simplicity of like a deep conversation with somebody, you know, like that's my style. I like, I'm very open. So I like to open to other people. Like I'm sure as an, and as a podcaster, you'll realize too, that like when you have guests that you don't necessarily know, and for us to just jump on a conversation like this, like you have to be open to something like that and have that, you know what I mean? Totally. And I've loved that from our experience with podcasting so far is just how healing that that is. And just the learning that happens, even it doesn't matter who you're talking to, you walk away from it, just changed a changed person, really. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even know it until like later. Um, But I want to get into the breath work um, portion of it, because I actually don't know a lot about it. Um, okay. But I do have a memory and I don't know if this will have anything to do with it, but I remember just like when I think of breathwork, this is the memory that it takes me to is that like a couple of years ago, I was away with my boyfriend and I just remember being up all night and I could not sleep. And he's very like um, into yoga and stuff like that. He loves it. Like anything that's like kind of like holistic, he's like going to try first before going to anything else. And I remember waking him up being like, oh my God, I just like Google diagnosed myself. I have insomnia. Like what is going on here? He's like, okay, you've never had problems sleeping. So you don't have insomnia. So shut up. Second of all, he's like, just breathe, just like focus on your breathing. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, just shut up for five minutes. Don't think, just think about your breathing. And so I sat there for like 10 minutes, probably. And for the first two minutes, I was like, like I was with my eyes closed and like, 
this is not going to work. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, let's take it seriously and try it. And it did, it eventually helped me get to sleep. So I don't know if that's something that it is used for, but that's what worked for me. Um, but I want to hear your take on, you know, what you use it for and how it's used properly, I'm assuming, <laughs> and just any other situations that breath health can be used for. Sure. First of all, I love your boyfriend, the way he is, and just that he's really holistic. I feel like that makes such a big difference in your life, having someone like that. Mm -hmm. My husband is like that. Like, he's just a really good energy. And so I'm happy you have that around you. Thank you. Um, The breath can be used for anything. And that's what's so amazing about it. We don't really think about it as such a tool. It's just you know, you're always told about your body. Oh, there's these things about your body that just happen without, without you thinking about it. And it's, it's true. You will breathe without thinking about it. But when you intentionally breathe, so much cool stuff can happen. So I, I do think that falling asleep, Mm -hmm. that's a really, really great one. And there's certain breathing techniques for that. The one I really like for that is called four, seven, eight breathing. And so you, Exhale really deeply first. You always want to exhale deeply first. That's the most important thing that people forget. The out is just as important as the in. Mm -hmm. Then you inhale for four, hold your breath for seven seconds, and then you slowly exhale out your mouth. So in through your nose, out through your mouth for eight seconds. And you just keep doing this, focusing on your breath. And that, that will really put you to sleep. That's fantastic. And for anxiety attacks as well, that one's really good. However, the way, like when I work with clients mm-hmm. with breath work, um, and when I, how I've healed for my own well being, mm-hmm. is it's a, it's a whole different type of breath. It's actually a rather intense breath. Oh, wow. And that, what the way it works is, or at least the way I think it works, is you drop out of your mind. It's almost like an active meditation. You know, when they tell you to sit, and just clear your mind. Yes. And it's like, yeah, that sounds really good in theory, but it's kind of hard. And a lot of people really aren't, aren't great with that. Mm -hmm. So you do this breath and you start to move the energy in your body. You start to kind of wake up the energy in your torso and in your heart center. And at the same time, you're dropping out of your mind So you're letting go of this narrative that you have and your mind is so powerful. If you're stuck in your mind, you're going to be stuck in these patterns and these beliefs and this trauma that you may have held. And so you're dropped out of your mind, you're into your body, you're calming the parasite, you're calming your nervous system and you're able to move basically trauma. Like, I don't know what degree trauma people have some people when they hear trauma, they think, Oh, you know, I've never had that, Yeah. but we've all had some, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've all had something like whatever it is, like we're in a pandemic. I mean, it's traumatizing. (laughs) So traumatizing. Oh my God. You know, and yeah. And so that's why I've really been grateful to bring this work to people around this time. But it depends what you need. Like it's a, it's an intense breathing exercise that you're doing. You're breathing intensely, but it's actually a rather gentle, at least the way I do it. Like I like, I'm a really feminine based kind of um, breathwork facilitator. I really believe in gently holding people to just move through. So the breath is intense, but the way I hold space is really calming and soothing. And it's almost like magic. Like you don't really know what's going to come up. Sometimes you work with people and you'll be like, okay, what do we need to work on? And they'll have something really specific. Mm-hmm. And that's usually a really powerful session, but you can just do it anytime. And that's what I love about it is you never really know what's going to come up, but something always moves. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's really cool. We've got to do a session together. You would, I would die. love it. Oh my God. That's crazy. Like even just to think of like that, I, cause when I've done like yoga classes, like at the gym that they've offered, I take it as like, I like the stretch work, like of the body for it, because I used to be a dancer, an athlete. And sometimes now that I'm not doing it as consistently, I lose that flexibility. And that's what I like yoga for. 
mind you, the yoga classes at the gym are still in the gym and you still hear the metal right on the floor. So it's not like too, you know, uh, namaste, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, um, you're not in like Bali and like a retreat. No, or anything like, like I don't that. hear a gong or anything, you know, <laughs> um, but that's what I like it for. But sometimes when I'm there, I find that I'm like, okay, like, what do I need to do tomorrow? It's like, you know, like it helps me kind of like organize my thoughts. So as much as maybe it's not like clearing your mind, I'm like almost organizing for the next day or whatever is going on in my life. So that's what I like it for. And now that I feel like maybe next time I try it, I'll try to just use the breath work with it and just focus on that more. And maybe that will help. I don't know. I'm so intrigued. It's so normal for everyone in this kind of culture that we live in to have a really hard time with emptying your mind. It's, it's really, really hard. I think especially, I don't know, like it depends on your sign or your kind of energy or just the kind of person you are, if what you got going on, like you have a podcast, you have a life, you have a relationship. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's really good about this is it's, it's a, it's intense enough that it's distracting. So you can kind of, you don't even really mean to, you'll just, you'll leave your mind. So it's like, I don't know if you feel this way. This is how I feel is that exercise has always, before I moved into the space of breath work, exercise was always my meditation because I would not think I would have music on, I'd be running or cycling or whatever. And I always would feel like that's the time when I just drop out of my mind and I drop into my body. And it's similar. It's similar, but I feel like you can go a little bit deeper because you are still and you're being guided. Maybe they're saying words that help you kind of tap in different blockages you may have. Yeah. And something that I struggle with, I think, is that this year is my going to be my 25th birthday. So I've kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to like take care of myself, whether that's like skincare, working out. And I feel like for so long, um, maybe probably since after high school, like I am not one to just go to the gym. I don't like lift the weights. I don't do the cardio. I need like a class, like a dance class or something. Cause that's the type of like, um, you know, instruction that I'm used to. I can't just do it on my own. Um, and it's taken me up until like recently just to start going to the gym. And like, my first step is just driving there because yeah. for some reason the gym gives me like I can't even like, I can't even describe to you the anxiety that I have. And I'm not one to be like, oh my gosh, this gives me anxiety. Cause I'm really not, I'm a very outgoing person. Like I don't care what anybody thinks, but in that space, I don't know what flips yeah. switch with me and it just takes over my entire body. So sometimes like, you know, for you, like you mentioned, going there was the distraction. Uh, my mind's so clear. I can't even breathe there. <laughs> like it's that's so, so interesting. I I want, I, for some reason want to ask you what gym you go to because in Vancouver, I kind of felt that way too. I, I go to a gym called, uh, Oh my God, what's it called? <laughs> you haven't been in so long. You forgot. I went, well, I went oh, yesterday. This is a pandemic, right? I don't know how long it's been closed for. Yeah. So no, our gyms are open. Um, oh. I go to, Oh my God. Fitness world. It's in Port Moody. Cause I'm actually in Coquitlam. Okay. Uh, but well, yesterday I was like, mm, I, I should go to the gym, but I don't want to, but I made myself go and I was like, screw it. I'll just do the 30 minutes of cardio that like, I know I can do. And then just like slowly work my way up to doing weights or whatever. Cause that's just mm-hmm. how I need to, I think that's how it's going to work for me. And then when I was leaving, I noticed that someone hit my car and I was like, see, I should not have come to the gym. <laughs> Sign from the universe. Oh, and I was like, oh my gosh, my dad's like, no, you need to call and make a claim. And you know, someone hit and run. The lady's like, did you call the police? I'm like, I don't know who hit my car. Why would I call the police? She's like, no, some people do. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, well, I just yeah. want to tell you that's really admirable that you're taking this year to focus on yourself. I feel like 25 is really young to feel that way and to be pursuing mm-hmm. that and to be thinking like that. So that's really beautiful to be honoring your body. And in the long run, your body is going to really thank you for that. So that's really great. Yeah. I've done a lot of work. It's been a long, like even just seeing like a natural path just to like get into like more, like not so much holistic eating, I would call it, but just like healthier eating because like, I'm just, I mean, I'm Italian. We eat a lot of carbs and it's my, my mom just Mm -hmm. learned how to make fresh bread. So now she makes it every chance she gets. 
beautiful <laughs> as it is. And it's actually very similar to how my grandmother used to make it, which is why she makes it. Cause we all miss that so mm-hmm. much that I just, I like, Oh, it's so hard to get away from it. So I think I'm trying to like make the steps of like natural paths, slowly get to the gym, even like therapy with like a, a psychologist just to like, not that there's a lot going on, but just to like better myself. Like if, is there something that has happened that has caused me to act a certain way or to, to react to certain situations. So that's the type of stuff I'm working on this year. And like, yeah, I don't know. I just want to post like a cute Instagram photo and just say that I did it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Whatever motivates you, you know, I love the honesty there of just like your lifestyle and, you know, the way you grew up and, and those kind of patterns are really hard to change. Totally. Something that I learned in nutrition school and just in life over the last few years is just the beauty of something it's called crowding out. And so you don't have to think so much about quitting other things yeah. and like, oh, I need to stop eating gluten. I need to stop doing this. Right. You, you just think of the things that you can add in that work for you. You meet yourself where you are and maybe you want to push yourself a little and that's cool too. Yeah. But eventually you start to just get better and better at adding in the healthy things and you slowly crowd out the things that you don't want to do so much. And yeah. it's a much better approach to things than kind of just that, it. you know, that negative kind of feeling yeah. of like, oh, I really need to quit drinking or, oh, I really need to go to the gym or, mm-hmm. and like, the gym too, the thing that come up, came up for me when you were speaking of your experience with working out and stuff, it's like, you have to find what works for you. And this is your journey right now. It sounds like you're on a really cool journey where you're discovering yourself and figuring yourself out and experimenting. And maybe you don't like doing weights and that's, that's fine. You know, there's yeah, a lot of people yeah. that don't do weights and they have beautiful bodies and, exactly. and they're healthy and they're strong and they feel really good. So it's really about you're doing it exactly right. This has always been my approach to things is experiment, set yourself on a journey, set yourself up with an amount of time and say, okay, I'm going to try this for a little bit. And then if that doesn't work, reassess. Okay. Now I'm going to try this, but you're, you always have to try something for a substantial amount of time to see if it works for you. And then you have the knowledge to create this lifestyle that you want to sustain Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. Yeah. And we'll slowly kind of go into your health coaching. And like one of the things that you mentioned of like trial trial and error is that like, Mm -hmm. especially in the diet department, like I've tried it all. I've done the keto, I've done the gluten-free and I still am gluten-free to this day, but trying all of those things of just like cutting carbs and not this and whatever, it's just, it's so exhausting. Can I tell you? Like, I know every day it's like, no, I shouldn't eat that. But it's like, you know what? I worked out today. I'm going to have, you know, a piece of toast with Nutella, like leave me be, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And food freedom, I think is so important. I feel like when you're afraid of everything and you're overthinking food, like food is when I struggled with an eating disorder, it was something that I learned is when you're addicted or you have issues with food, it's one of the only addictions that you can't cut out. You can't go cold turkey. You can't be like, okay, this is like messing with my mind. I'm going to just never eat again and not think about it. Like you can do with drugs or alcohol or Mm -hmm. shopping or whatever. So you have to find a way to have a healthy relationship with food. Yeah. It's it's the only way you're going to make it, or you're going to have a really, really bad experience. Yeah. Yeah, You know, struggle to, to like change those habits that I've had for so long of, you know, being that athlete and you know, to a point I was almost dancing and playing hockey, like almost 40 hours a week, you know, good Canadian oh girl God, playing hockey. That you played hockey. My <laughs> husband's going to freak out. Like he's so in love with Canadian hockey. I it's just... loved it. And, you know, I've made so many friends from it. And I coached for a couple of years with a girl that coached me. So that was really fun. But just to have all of that, like cardio and like when dance, yes. when it comes to dance, you're jumping you're turning and it's not just one turn it's like four or five turns in one you know little spiral and it's it's a lot and so I was used to eating like an athlete and I feel like now I still eat like an athlete but I don't train like one or like I did and it's hard but now I'm starting to notice and I've noticed this the last couple days is that even when I do like a 30 minute walk with my dog or even Mm -hmm. just do that 30 minutes of cardio at the gym 
my hunger goes from here to here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy, I'm, I'm noticing how hungry I am. And maybe that's just my body realizing what I'm trying to do. But like that realization to me was like, whoa, like I'm noticing that I'm hungry. And even if it's a, a one piece of bread with like some peanut butter or something, and that makes me feel good. And I know that it's somewhat healthy and it's gluten-free or whatever that works for me, you know? Mm-hmm. so crazy how I've like come over that the last couple of days like and what timing to talk to you about it so crazy yeah it takes time to recalibrate I feel like that happened to me too when I was a like a, a waitress and a bartender is like I was on my feet 24 7 and I think all my girlfriends that worked at Earl's shout out Canadian shout restaurant out to Earl's. I worked there for like 12 oh, years which one all of them, like all literally like all of them. I worked for Joey's, like every, like Love I moved it. to Toronto to open an Earl's. So I have a lot of girlfriends from that space and yeah. a, we've all kind of went through that phase where you stop doing that and you're, mm-hmm. you realize you walk, you know, not 10,000 steps a day, like 70,000 steps yeah. a day or something. Yeah. And it takes time to recalibrate your body. Yeah. And now being a healthcare worker too, I find that it's hard because especially in the department that I'm in, we're so short staffed that I pull a lot of double shifts, which, you know, sometimes I don't prepare for, and I'm not ready to stay for another eight hours. And I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to eat? And what's open at 11 o'clock at night that I'm now staying overnight? Well, what's open McDonald's, a drive through Tim Hortons, like Starbucks is closed. So you can't even, you know, stuff like that. Like that's your only option, especially if you're not close to home. Luckily I am, but still sometimes when you only have 10 or 15 minutes, they're like, Hey, you go get something to eat and come back. Like you don't have time. That's sometimes also where I get a little bit. Um, it doesn't play to my advantage, Totally, Um, but that's that's really hard. And the sleep too. So do you work overnight? Not a lot. Only like, if it's like a last minute thing and someone calls in sick, Oh, that's good. Uh, so then luckily it's not as hard to like sleep. Cause usually I'll just sleep from like, if I get home at eight, I'll sleep till about 12 or noon. And then depending on if I work that next day, then I'll get up and try to get myself moving. But sometimes if, if I'm not working, I'll just get up anyways and keep myself up so I can sleep the next day. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important for your hunger. Just mm-hmm. if you don't sleep, like I feel really compassionate for shift workers that work overnight and so sleep in the middle of the day and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, night shifts are not my forte. I'll do them if I have to, but like I cannot do them consistently because even being new in that um department, like you have to do your time and that's night shifts or whatever pops up or just picking up a shift last minute. And when I did them consistently, I felt so ill. Like I just felt mm-hmm. like drained, like I couldn't do anything, I could barely eat, and then when I did eat, it was crap food because that's what you're craving because you totally. literally have no appetite. It's so frustrating once you are in what, but once you're past that stage, it's okay. But in between there, it's like, I roll yeah. to the max. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't even imagine doing that. Like just like your hormone cycle and everything is just so completely crazy. thrown off. Thankfully I work like a lot of days and evenings now. So it's a little bit easier. And those evening shifts are like life-saving. Cause I have time to do everything during the day. And then as soon as I come home from work, I take a shower and go to bed. Like it's like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. So great. Uh, But yeah, I want to pick your brain about the health coaching services that you offer. I just want you to tell us a little bit about the areas that you specialize in and like how your program kind of works for people who might want to know. Yeah. So what I do with people when it comes to taking them on as a, a health coaching client is I really address all aspects of their life. Like I, it's, of course, people want to be they want to focus on nutrition and movement and things like that and sleep. And of course, I mean, I help people with that. I help people prepare for their lifestyle. Like I'll, I'll, I do a real deep dive with people. It's not kind of like, Oh, I'm just going to give you a meal plan and tell you how to exercise, you know, like I want to know like everything you're sharing with me, like, what is your life? Like, like, where are your struggles? Where what's important to you? What are your values? And then we create, like an actual lifestyle plan that we can tinker around with to help people find balance. And one of the main places that I always focus on is sleep. 
mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's the cornerstone of everything for your body. That's going to make it so that you have the willpower to stick with what you want to do in terms of your nutrition, your mood, you're going to feel better and you're going to do better. And then I um, have an autoimmune condition and a lot of my clients have chronic illness or autoimmune conditions. Mm -hmm. So I'm usually working with people on completely overhauling their, their way of life. And it's, it's really hard for a lot of people. It really is to cut out gluten, to cut out dairy, to cut out eggs and to not only get over a diagnosis, but to kind of, you know, just completely understand how they're going to eat day to day. You know, most people are really, they're, they're stuck in, those are really hard things to cut out. So it's pretty hard to understand how to do that. And I just want to add quickly that I think it's so important to do things day by day. Right. And as much as like, I have spoken earlier about like, being prepared for this 25th birthday and like kind of it being close to my kind of epiphany year. Um, I think it's so important that the day to day is way more important than the long-term goals. I couldn't agree with you more. I've tried doing like, Oh my God, like for example, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, I'd be like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds before this event that we're going to. And then that time comes and I haven't even put the work in. And then I'm like, oh, what happened there? Because I did not focus on the day-to-day activities that I needed to do to get to that point. And that's why I'm so like, even just driving to the gym is a win in my books. Like just getting is enough. And if it's just the treadmill that I do and I do, you know, TikTok is on all these fitness and I've done them. I love them. (laughs) I am, (laughs) you will see me at the gym on a 12 incline for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if that's all I do, like to me, that's enough. And like, I know that that's my day to day. Like today I'm like, "Mm, maybe I'm not going to go to the gym today because I went yesterday and I had a good workout, but today I'm going to take a break. Like that's my day to day, you know, as a woman that's, and I work with mostly women, Mm -hmm. I'm not opposed to working with men, but I just feel like my energy just attracts women and I love working with women, but it's really, it's a, it's a cycle. It's a, it's, you have to honor yourself where you are. Like we have our hormones, we have our moon cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's also something that I, I correlate to addiction or getting sober is you, you can't just be like, Oh, I need to change everything by next year, by next month. You have yeah. to wake up and exactly like what you're saying, you have to think, okay, maybe I thought I was going to go do intervals at the gym today, but My intuition is telling me to do this. And that's where the real magic happens when you're changing your life is to start listening to yourself, to start honoring your body. It's about a loving relationship with your body. And that's what I do with my clients. I help them understand how to start living a lifestyle that's going to feed themselves that energy, that loving energy. And they're going to start making better decisions Mm -hmm. and they're going to be in tune to their well-being so that in the long haul, it all balances out. It's not such a struggle. It's not right. such a, you're not failing all the time and letting yourself down. You know, you're mm-hmm. honoring your health and your body. Yeah. And that's so important. Like people just don't get like, you know, I'm a, I'm the type of person that's like, oh, I'll start on Monday or I'll start it tomorrow. I'm one of those. Like I can't do something in the middle of the week. It throws my whole body off. But yeah, sometimes it's like, Oh, I should have just started it on the Thursday when I had this idea because now I don't want to do it. Like, you know, it's just listening to your body is so important. And I don't know if I've just started taking notice in it because I've done the natural path because I've done the psychology therapy. I don't know if it's just the combination of it working for me that I've just become noticeable to all these things. And I also have to give props to my boyfriend because he is the one that actually has helped me kind of get through this. And I'm like, mm, what about naturopath? He's like, yeah, try it. Like you never know. And his mm-hmm. family's huge on therapy and huge on like holistic eating. His mom is an amazing cook and like, but all very like whole hearted food, like nothing that's like no preservatives, no this, no that, like very little carbs in it, like if anything, but then she'll make like a good big pasta dish one night. Like it's just balance for them. And I feel like being in that family for the last five years has really influenced me to just take care of myself, which is super nice. Because as much as I love my family, we're the type of like, we work hard, work, 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 work. And then we'll like, we'll sleep when we're dead kind of people. (laughs) That's just how my family is like, we're very hard workers. So I'm glad I have that aspect of it. Because 
with this hospital job, like you have to work, like you have no choice, but to do your thing. And if you want to get paid, like you're going to go to work. So it's two very different families, which I love. And now it's kind of combined with me and my boyfriend and just the experience with both of us, I think having that um, influence on each other has been really nice, like a good balance, but sometimes that's what it takes, right. Is to have at least to see the experience and to see how somebody else's family or experience works. And then it kind of Mm -hmm. influences you to take a look at yourself. Like, Oh, maybe I need to try that. Yeah, absolutely. So the people you surround yourself with, that's a huge, that was the changing point in my life is the people I started surrounding myself with as opposed to, you know, negative people or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But another thing that I feel is a big part of what health coaches do and what, you know, someone like you that's pursuing changing your life or bettering your life is accountability. That's a really big aspect of, of really having change happen maybe a little bit faster or like hitting your goals more. Mm -hmm. Because when you're doing it all on your own, it is sometimes, even though I do believe in listening to your intuition, sometimes I feel as though your mood or your, your, sometimes you kind of trick yourself. Sometimes you get a little bit off and you Mm -hmm. maybe, like you said, you look back and you're like, Oh, I wish I would have started on Thursday. Right. So that's why I really feel like whether it's your spouse or your best friend or Mm -hmm. your mom or your health coach, that's kind of really a a really awesome aspect of having people that can hold you accountable Mm -hmm. for your goals and for the direction you're trying to go in your life. It's really life-changing. And I've noticed too, like with COVID that I've really sifted through like the people who are there and who are not. And that doesn't mean that I love anybody any less. It's just experience and what I'm going through right now. And maybe somebody's energy is not going to work for me, which I'm realizing. And to me, it's kind of sad because I love everybody and I'm very much like a girl's girl. And I love like my boyfriend and his friends and the, the friendship that they have and all that stuff. But sometimes it's so important to be like, step back and be like, you know what, this situation right now is not working for me. And it's not an, I don't love you or you don't love me. It's just, we're having a break. You're not texting me. I'm not texting you. Everything is good. I just am focusing on myself. And I think some people take that as, oh, they don't like me. They don't text me anymore. And it's just exhausting. Like, oh, you know what I mean? I do. I do. And I think I'm just, honestly, I have to say, I'm really impressed by you of where you're at for your age. I'm thinking back to me, like I I just, I'm really blown away and I I give you so much kudos for that. And also doing this podcast and sharing with people that are probably around your age that Mm -hmm. you're going to really inspire. That is boundaries. Thank you. What you're speaking of is boundaries and Mm -hmm. you will learn hopefully by the time you're 25, but it might happen later is that that's a loving thing that you can do excuse me, that's a loving thing you can do for them and for you. And what helps with that and makes it less exhausting is when you start to get more confident in your boundaries, then you're able to communicate them. Mm -hmm. What makes it a bit tricky is when you create a boundary and you don't necessarily let other people know, and then they're left confused. And there's that lingering energy of like, what just happened? What are we this? Yeah. Yeah. So when I went to, um, life coaching school, our teacher, her name was Julie. She's a absolute legend. It's called beautiful. You life coaching. It's based out of Australia. And I just love Australian people. Yeah. They have the best energy. My boyfriend and I wanted to travel there and then COVID it's like, Ugh. Oh, well, at least you have it to look forward to. Yes. She taught us that it's like loving fences. It's just, you're putting up a loving fence just around you and around them. And it's, yeah. It doesn't have to be such a negative thing, yes. but it, it's hard for people that don't have boundaries themselves because mm-hmm. they get triggered by that. It's totally. like, Oh wow. Like you just are going to shut me out or, Oh, yeah. you're not okay with me, you know, doing this in front of you or doing that. Right. And so it's really important work to create boundaries for yourself. And I also believe it's really important work in today's world to lead by example and teach other people that they're allowed to have boundaries too. Mm -hmm. And I think too, because a lot of my friends and I come from a very like old school Italian, like 
when you're loyal, like you're loyal forever and that's it. But I think it's, it's important to have that. But on the other side of that, it's important to like, be able to have that boundary, like you said, and not have it be like difficult energy. Because I find that sometimes with certain people, I'm like, why does this feel so weird? Like I'm doing stuff for me, yeah. you're doing stuff for you. Like you're successful. I'm successful. Like everything in our lives are good. Why make this feel like work? Like, yeah, you know, it's I know so what you mean. It's like a perfect little dance and it's yes. not always easy. It's, it's no. really, it's, it's not easy. And so that's why people struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not perfect that way either because I, because of my um, history of addiction, I'm really triggered by other people that are addicts around me. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I just can't do it. It's like, no, yeah. we're done. Like I freak out and I don't necessarily handle it in the best composed right. way. Like there's always going to be things in people's lives that it's just harder for them to do it in a kind of a healthy way. Totally. But you know, those are the things that it's just kind of, you just, it is what it is. You just gotta, you gotta do the boundary, whether it's healthy or not. And I find too, that sometimes like people will hold your past against you. Like, Oh, well you once did this and now it's not okay for me. It's like, okay, well that was when I was a child, let's just say, And that's, you know, when people hold that sort of stuff against you, like, I find that's just like the ultimate, like, okay, well, yes, I was a different person then. Like if I think personally myself before COVID, I was a completely different person than who I am now. And I don't say that like, oh, like I look different or I act different, or I think I'm like holier than thou, but the work that I've done over that last year of it just being me and not coffee with the girlfriends, dinner with the girls, birthday here, downtown Vancouver there. Like, it's just me. Yeah. It's just like what I've had to focus on. And I find that sometimes, you know, they're like, oh, well, you used to be, you know, I get a lot. What happened to party girl Tash? Or like my girlfriends when I drink (laughs) would be, they would call me Pesha, like with a P. Okay. Just a funny thing because we all have like (laughs) these accents that we do to each other and it's kind of a funny thing. But sometimes Pesha doesn't need to come out. Like she needs to stay in here. We're good for right now, you know? And like she hasn't come out in a very long time and I'm grateful for that. (laughs) And I'm not a big drinker like this is not to say that I'm, you know, I don't drink very much, like maybe once a month. But like, yeah, it's just, it's hard to get out of that space sometimes because I'm so used to being Pesha around them. And now it's all like, you know, Tash is growing up. Tash is working. She's got a podcast. She's got things that she's got to do and she doesn't have time to be Pesha. <laughs> totally. It's so... die that I said that on, on here. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone's going through different things at different times. Totally. What's really hard is a lot of times it's hard to change around people that know you like for a different thing. And they don't, a lot of people are really uncomfortable with change mm-hmm. and they, they get kind of, territorial of like the old you and you have to give yourself permission to change for sure and you have to accept that other people are going to change too and it's it does come down to sometimes having to remove certain people from your life maybe it's just for a little while or yeah or whatever it is but yeah that's a struggle that so many people have I think especially in around your age when people are kind of going from like university and high school and being in your early 20s big party girls and yeah people to have their evolution at different times but I think giving yourself and others permission to change is a really beautiful offering you can give to people and it's important yeah so shout out to all my girlfriends you guys do you I'm here if you need me (laughs) yeah yeah I mean you guys I mean I have two two of my best friends they live in Toronto and they're a couple years younger than me. And it's so funny now when we look back because we lived together when we were in our early 20s. We lived in this apartment together and we were absolutely maniacs. Like it's yeah. so crazy when we look back. It's like, whoa, what the hell were we thinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're, like one of our girlfriends, she's still like doing her thing. And I have a yeah. kid and one of my friends is an artist and she's kind of chilled out a little bit too. But you know, it's hopefully you guys all ride it out. And then you look back and it's just, and you're not going to have the exact same story at the exact same time. And that's totally fine. 
And but what's what important is that they support you Absolutely. to be healthy changes. When people yeah. don't support somebody and they want to hold somebody back from a healthy change mm-hmm. that I, I do have a little bit of like, it's not right. Like it's, yeah. you know, I get it. It might be a little bit hard at first, but you kind of sure, got to jump sure. on, jump on the wagon pretty quick when your friend's making really positive changes in their life. Totally. And I, I was kind of, um, I'm just going to change directions here, but I was going through your website and stuff like that. And I saw that you had a book. So I wanted to hear a little bit about that. If you wanted to tell us. Sure. Yeah. I just shifted a lot of my offerings from the nutrition and fitness and, you know, that kind of surface level Mm -hmm. wellness to more energy healing because it's just been really, really powerful for me. And I wanted to kind of just go a little bit deeper with my clients. So I recently launched a guidebook. It's a chakra healing guidebook and it's really simple and it's a really good starting point for people that are not living in LA and like super woo woo, you know, and I get that. I love it. I love it. I love woo woo. Bring it on. Yeah. I mean, I love it too, but I also realize a lot of the people around me, they are a little bit apprehensive of it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to kind of help draw people in, Mm -hmm. in a really accessible and really simple and beautiful way. And so the reason why I did chakras is because when you're dealing with energy work, you can't see your energy. You don't really know. It's kind of a subconscious thing that's sometimes buried deep down in you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like chakras, there's different crystals that go with each chakra. There's different essential oils. There's different manifestations in your body, like physical symptoms you can experience. And so I feel like it's kind of an opening of people's eyes to their inner spirit or inner, inner energy world, if you will. Right. And I really loved working with that. So I've been doing um, Instagram lives where I run through these daily practices for each chakra and there's meditations and there's just simple rituals that you can do. And it's been really cool. I love it. Yeah. Everyone should go download it. To everyone listening to, if you guys go to her Instagram, which is health by Candice, there's so much there. I mean, it's, I love it because I'm so into it. And I've literally gone through your Instagram every day this week. Just I love that. Thank you. There's something on this. Like, it's just, it's so informational and everything that you post is so like raw and real. And I just, I commend you for it because it's a hard to do like to post something like that and be so vulnerable in certain aspects. And I'm having a hard time with that, with the podcast a little bit, because I'm so like, no, it's just my podcast. Like I do it for fun. And, you know, um, I think sometimes showing that real personality or like putting my face to something like kind of triggers something in me. Um, I have a girl that works with me that does my social media and she's like, we need to put your face to the brand. And I've probably talked about this a million podcasts because she says it to me every month. And, um, and there's just something in me that triggers me. That's like, I just don't know. Like, it just makes me I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to be that real and put my face on it, or if I just want it to be just, you know, my podcast face, but I don't know. I might have to dive in and do it. <laughs> it's hard to be seen. It oh. really is really hard to be seen. And, and I like being seen. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I totally know what you mean. It's like when I want to be seen, like, yeah. Hey, check me out. <laughs> but when it comes to like more vulnerable things, mm-hmm. it is really hard. And I struggled with that for a really long time, especially because I do have so much life experience that I feel like other people can relate to. And I always, I really wanted to share that. Yeah. I just wasn't ready. I don't know. It it, it takes time, but the more I will say that something beautiful about that process is the more vulnerable you are, way more feedback you get from people like you will get like yesterday I posted something so vulnerable I'm really struggling right now because my mom's passing away and we have a really really hot we're not talking and and I love her and it's just a tragic experience and it's very hard for me and because I'm trying to show up more online Mm -hmm. but I didn't Mm want to be online yesterday it was like okay I need to like I need to let my people know what's really going on with me and I can't tell you 
the feedback I got, like I've, it's probably the most raw thing I've ever posted on there. And hundreds of people just like, Oh, I'm here for you. I have the same experience. My mom, the same thing. Thank you for making me feel not so alone. Yeah. And it's hard, but it's kind of like, you know, Instagram is such a weird experience and (laughs) it kind of shifted from being like, check me. Like, I remember a few years ago, I was just like posting like my outfits and like, I'd be like traveling with my husband. It was just, that was fine. But the wonder less (laughs) as I grow and as I kind of understand my priorities, Mm -hmm. being on my phone all the time and being on Instagram all the time, just to post silly things doesn't fulfill me anymore. And I think that that's a natural thing that will happen for for you, I do believe, because I, I get a really good sense from you that you have a purpose with this yeah. mission. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's it's not easy. And every time I think anybody that ever posts anything deep or vulnerable online, when they do it, they get that feeling of like, oh, like, should I have done this? Like, what yes. am I doing? And yes, but it's important. And that's definitely the mission I'm on right now as I go through this whole grieving integration of, of losing a parent is this is my mission right now. My mission is to support myself mm-hmm. by supporting other people and to just right. have that healing relationship. Cause when you're somebody who calls yourself like a healer or does yeah. healing work, you're healing yourself at the same time. You're called right. to heal other people because pretty much I would say every single person that's a genuine healer has a story of something that they're trying to heal as well. Absolutely. It's like a therapist needing a therapist, you know, like it's, yeah. And I, I commend you for posting that yesterday. Cause I messaged you and I was like, you know, if you need time, like I'm good to wait on this interview and you're like, no, we're good. Like I need this interview kind of thing. Like I felt that yeah. in it was me helping you. This is what I could do mm. for you. And it was, it kind of made me feel good that I could kind of help you distract yourself today and like talk about the things that you love and you can tell that when you're talking about these things that the the passion just exudes from you and it's so nice to see even all the way from Vancouver um it's just nice to see and you know I think that energy that you have will really help you with this grieving process and I'm very grateful that I haven't lost a parent and that I have a good relationship with my parents but I can't imagine what that's like for you and you know I'm sending you all the love and support that you need. And of course, I know you have a million other people, but if you ever needed anything, I'm always here, you know, like, thank you. That's so sweet. And that's the power of, of the internet right now, yes. or like, you know, technology I was just gonna say, like, and I feel so supported by that. Like, I would tell you, 75% of the people that connected with me about that. Mm-hmm. I've never met. I've never hugged. Isn't that but I felt so so supported and and especially during this pandemic I mean thank god we have that but speaking to like me wanting to hop on this interview with you and that it it was important for me to get on is I think sharing is how you move it through you like after I shared that and I had a really good cry Mm -hmm. it was like okay now I can kind of process through so that's, yeah, that's yeah. why sharing is so important. Whether you do it on Instagram, it's not for everybody yeah, exactly. <laughs> or whether you, you know, call a friend. I just think, you know, you don't want to hold that stuff in. No. And it's, I think it's detrimental to your mental health and your physical health. If you keep it in, I mean, I think yeah. sometimes that's the reason why I think the way I am, because I have gone through not maybe traumatic to other people, but for me, it's traumatic. Yeah. And those situations have wreaked havoc on my life not in a bad way at all, but just in my own personal things that I do, or maybe, maybe that's why I have a bad emotional eating problem. Like, you know, like maybe that's the reason. And that's why, you know, I think it's so important to almost have one of these epiphany years to work on those things that you have put off for so long. And I think COVID has done that for a lot of people this year of just like cutting the crap and doing what you need to do. And if that's taking care of yourself or like learning how to go, go into the process of grieving. I mean, it's so important. It's so, so important. I can't say that enough. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. So, so important. But just the last thing I want to chat with you about, and then I'm going to let you go, um, is tell us about your podcast. How exciting is I? Yeah. Yeah, So my husband is 
he's quite a bit older than me. He's 22 years older than me. He's been in the touring rock and roll business for oh, 30 cool. years, like 35 years, like older, longer than I've been alive. Like, it's crazy. How <laughs> has he been in this business for so long? Oh, I've had like 40 jobs. He's had one. Yeah. But crazy. Right. Anyways. So he, he, when we first started dating, we would always be going to shows. That was just our life. We would always go to the openings of shows and everyone kind of goes all the people in the business. Right. And because I was green in the business, I had never met any of these people. When we would meet, they would tell, he would be like, Oh, I know this guy from blah, blah, blah. And then they would tell me their life story. And it was, you know, I just love storytelling and I love conversation. Me too. So I was right. I know it's like, it's just so great. Yeah. We yeah. would, we, um, we decided we, we were getting all these stories and we were so like inspired by it. My husband was even inspired by it because he hadn't really heard people tell their stories in this way because they had lived it together. And we came up with this idea to do a podcast, to gather all these kind of behind the scenes, rock and roll people. Like, you know, there's so much that goes into putting on shows that most people would never know. Like you would, you would be blown away. It's really fascinating. And it's, a lot of passion, a lot of cool stories and a lot of surprisingly lifestyle stuff, like a lot of sobriety and a lot of just trauma and health issues. And like, it's rock and roll. So even if you're behind the scenes, you're still, mm-hmm. it's a crazy lifestyle. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So we were going to do this podcast. We did a couple for fun, just experimenting. It was, it was really going to happen. I was really impressed that my husband was going to do it with me. Then I got pregnant. So that fell on the back burner for a couple years. Yeah. And then but your recent- daughter's beautiful, by the way. Oh my oh, god. Oh, thank you, little Vivian. She's so just cute. God, she's everything. She's she's so uh, just dramatic. She's an entertainer. She's just she's so such amazing energy. And I can even like feel it through Instagram. I was watching her with her bike yesterday, and I'm like, oh, to be that age again and just uh give me a bike, like give me a good little tricycle. Let me go. Her little outfits. Like, it's just so fun. I don't know what I would The helmet was iconic. (laughs) That's fashion. Everyone look it up. Vivian is a star for sure. I'm, I feel like she was meant to be born in LA. Like she's going to be an actress or something, but, um, here first. Right. Exactly. So fast forward until maybe like six or seven months ago when I was getting so I start, I I got into breathwork and women's circles because I didn't want to do, you know, any I didn't want to be online so much. So I was trying to kind of shift my business a little bit to being more like one-on-one and more deep conversations. Then the pandemic hit. So I had an idea that I would start my own podcast. I didn't even think about our old podcast at that point. Yeah. But I was doing this course with um a couple people. Mm-hmm. It just for like the technical stuff, like how to like set it up and like all that stuff. And one of the, one of the people that was leading it was like, listen, whatever you do, do not start another fucking wellness podcast. And he said it with like so much disdain. There's so many. It it really hit me. I was like, dang, because I love wellness and those are the podcasts I listen to. Of course. You know, but I do feel like a lot of the times you get the same guests and the same questions and they're promoting their book. And it's like the yeah. same, you know, if you really keep listening to it a lot, you're going to yeah. hear the same things. So I don't know why I just got all discouraged. And I was like, you know what, this isn't going to be successful. I'm going to send back all my equipment. I'm going to give up on this. Mm-hmm. And my husband, he must've been super weak moment because he's not really the kind of guy that would do this is I said, I'm only like, what if we just did our old podcast again, kind of mixed LA wellness, healing, all that stuff with your world of rock and roll. Yeah. And he said, yes. And we dove into it because he he hasn't worked in like a year. And like for someone who's been grinding for 30 some odd years, it's been really hard. It's, and I think oh, a lot I of, imagine. a lot of people can really relate to that of just feeling kind of lost and the new year was starting. And like the thought of rolling over that calendar to a new year of like, the I mean, in LA we're yeah. on, we're on lockdown. Like we've been on I lockdown for ask. a whole year. Yeah. You we guys have, are 
like completely yeah. locked down. Do you guys, you guys don't have any restaurants open or anything right they now? They just yeah. opened again, outdoor dining, but it's like 20%. Outdoor dining. Like you could not do that in Vancouver. If you I know. Want, especially I know, at this crazy. time of the year. <laughs> They're doing it in New York too, which is like diehards. People yes. are like eating out in the snow. And I, I love that. Such New Yorkers. That's, that's hustle. I love it. Yeah. So we haven't, we never came out of lockdown. Like Canada, yeah. I feel like kind of had a summer where you guys yeah, came out and I was totally. so jealous of that. So the thought of a whole nother year of having nothing to put our energy into, he, I just don't think he wanted to do it. So we have been collaborating and we've been doing it and it's been so cool for our relationship for sure. and for our friends that we're bringing on. People are so grateful because they are also bored too. And then yeah. like, it's nice to remind them like of their story and their success and what they've overcome. And that's really what we focus on. We focus on we're talking to a lot of people that have tremendous success and that's really inspiring too. Cool. But we really like to dive into like, let's talk about the real struggles. Like, you, you know, most people that you ask to come on the podcast, they want to talk about their accolades and like their, you know, big cool things they've done. Yeah, their brand or whatever. Yeah. But it's really nice to tap into just real raw human experience. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. We're combining the woo-woo, the LA, the rock and roll, the sobriety. We've got a lot going on, mm-hmm. but it's a really fun. It's a really good dynamic. I love working with my husband. He's so good at podcasting. He's so good at the way he speaks and his interview style. And yeah, it's, just, it's really fun. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm loving it. Like it's just been way more rewarding than I could have ever thought. And every time we hop off a call with someone, we knew we were going to get something interesting and we knew they had something really powerful to speak of. Totally. But every time there's at least one or two or more little nuggets that you get off and you're like, wow, I can't believe that person had that story. I didn't know that about them. And they taught me yeah, so yeah. much. And it's, it's so cool. I mean, I totally understand why you do it. And why everyone does it just the power of conversation totally mm-hmm. yeah and I love it like the whole reason I got into it is because I I got into podcasting through my boyfriend because I am a huge housewives girl I love to I've watched every franchise Canadian U.S. overseas Same. watched it all and he was like well there's podcasts on it and I was like I don't know what that is and he's like I'll show you what it is like you're such a, he probably thinks I'm the biggest pain in the ass because I'm like Neh. and he's all like just do it. Like, it's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the complainer. I like guys like a little pain in the ass. Yeah. I'm the complainer of the two of us. Uh, <laughs> just what I do. And I'm good at it. Like, I'm not changing that. <laughs> right. But, um, so he introduced me to podcasting, actually. And then a couple years later, I was like, oh, I really want to start my own. And probably about a year before I started, I had talked to my girlfriends about it, about what to call it and like what I would talk about and just trying to get, um, some like info from them, almost like a camera, like a research group kind of. And it just didn't really land with them. And not a lot of my friends listen to podcasts, I don't think. Um, And it was just something that I listened to every day. So I said, you know what, I love talking, like, there's nothing more that my parents told me when I was younger than to shut up, because I just talk all the time. I have to have the last word. It's just my personality. I'm a very strong willed person. Like, I love the Italianness of it all. It's just, I just just don't have time for it. So I just, (laughs) if you don't like my opinion, don't listen. That's what I say. (laughs) Um, And so when I started it, it was the week before we got shut down. Oh, wow. And it was just like mayhem. But again, like you said, everybody's bored at home. So I, I'm able to have this platform to, you know, chat with my friends and what they're doing. And I talked to my girlfriend who, you know, worked at Cactus Club and like what COVID and what's up and like for the restaurant industry. And I've talked to so many people and this platform, even through Zoom has been so fun. And there's not a better feeling to me that I've noticed recently is that when I get off a good interview or just an interview in general, it's like, God, that was such a good interview. Like that was so much fun because all we're doing is talking and talking about our experiences and the connections that I've made over this year and the progress that I've made even through Instagram or, you know, Apple podcasts and seeing the reviews. Like, it's just so nice. It's just like a little like emoji, like, yay. Yeah. Like, oh, I couldn't really agree with you off. more. 
it's yeah. a high. It's honestly a high. Like there's something about it when I come off a podcast and I'm just like, I'm going to have a dance party. I'm going to, I'm going to make myself a good breakfast. I'm going to have a good smoothie. Like I'm going to have a good day. Yeah. Just, it feeds can- my soul. It, it feeds oh. my soul so much. It's it's, and it sounds like you were like made to do this. Just like you love to talk, you love to yeah. connect, you're passionate, you want to learn. It's just, it's oh. all those things. Yeah. And I find, especially recently, like a lot of the guests that I've had you included, like, I just feel like I could sit here and talk to you guys all day. And that's something that my friends have always told me, like, you are a very open person. Like you could talk to anybody. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are. Like, I'll be like, Hey, like I'm Tash, like, what's up? Like, you know, I'm just that type of personality. And it's just, I'm very lucky that I had that because I think it's really shined through this podcast and I'm really proud of it. Um, And thank you for your time today. Cause I'm so, so glad we got to chat and like to go over everything and Oh, I just absolutely love it. But I just want to end off with, um, if you want to tell everybody where we can find you and how we can support you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I I want to thank you too. And again, honor you just for your journey that you're on. I've really enjoyed this conversation. You've really shifted my energy and it's been beautiful. People can find me at my website is health by Candice. And that's also my Instagram. And that's pretty much where I hang out. I don't know. I'm not on the TikTok or anything like that, I guess I'm, I'm don't do it. I'm don't past that. I mean, I scroll it, but I don't post on there. <laughs> I just constantly scroll all day. It's a black hole. <laughs> yeah. And then you can find our podcast is legends and lifestyles. We have an Instagram for that as well, which is the same. And I just want to thank your audience for listening. I hope to connect with you guys and I appreciate the opportunity to share. Thank you. Well, thank you again. I'm so, so happy. Make sure you guys follow her on all her platforms. Um, Make sure to head over to Tea with Tash podcast. Um, We're going to tag you and everything and share everything that she's got going on and head over to Apple podcast. Give us both a good hit on the subscribe subscription button. Give us five stars and just review us and tell us how amazing we are because we all need to hear it once in a while. Candice, thank you so much. And until next, leave spilling the tea to me. Bye guys. Okay. Bye. Beautiful.